the Star Trek TV spinoff that never happened gets its own comic book. Is it any good? Find out as we take a look at Star Trek Assignment Earth straight ahead. Welcome to the Classy Comics Podcast, where we search for the best comics in the universe. From Boise, Idaho, here is your host, Adam Graham. Fifty years ago, at the end of Season 2, Gene Roddenberry left Star Trek The Original Series. The Season 2 finale was a backdoor pilot for another TV series. This was a common practice at the time, although it's really somewhat annoying in retrospect, where you watch one TV series, but you get a pilot for another potential series. Sometimes this can work well if they mesh together. For example, the Andy Griffith Show really had a backdoor pilot as part of the TV series uh, Make Room for Daddy. However, the match of Star Trek and... Assignment Earth wasn't really a good match. It had to have the Enterprise traveling back in time to 1968 for the flimsiest of reasons. And then the crew of the Enterprise really didn't impact the outcome of the story. The characters for Assignment Earth did that. The characters were Gary Seven, a, a human who was actually taken by aliens and trained to be part of their long, ongoing organization which tries to save humanity from itself. He has an IQ of 200 and is in peak physical condition, able to resist a Vulcan nerve pinch. His secretary, Roberta Lincoln, uh, is uh, somebody who came in just looking for a job, and only in the episode Assignment Earth does she really learn what's going on. She can be flighty and erratic, but she is actually really intelligent, which makes her an asset. And then there is Isis, a shapeshifter who most of the time looks like a cat, however, is able to change into a beautiful black-haired woman. And they are assisted by a computer that's known as the Beta 5, which can allow them to teleport and do a lot of other neat tricks. The series wasn't picked up, but John Byrne gave them a comic miniseries with stories set between 1968 to 1972, so let's take a look at the series and see how it worked. The book starts out with uh, Brighter Than a Thousand Suns. It begins with a duplication of the final scene of the Assignment Earth TV show, and uh, then it picks up three months after the Enterprise left, where uh, they are in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they're clued into a Soviet uh, agent plot to hijack a rocket test. And so they go undercover at the nuclear laboratory at San Lobos. Because apparently they don't want to be sued by the government for using San Alamos. But at any rate, they discover a scientist is uh, doing a test on advanced 
nuclear fusion. This alarms Gary 7 because this technology destroyed Delphi. Centaurus Area 6. Gary 7 begins to fall for the uh, female lead scientist on the project, and at the same time, they try to track down who the spy is. There is actually a page plus uh, with John Byrne drawing panels about each uh, particular scientist and potential for them to actually be the criminal behind the action. And so it's a mystery story, but without really enough time to develop. Uh, then uh, we have the next story, which is yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And in this story, the Enterprise arrives in 1969. However, Gary Seven is able to figure out without contacting them that this is actually an earlier a version of the Enterprise arriving, because uh, this story is taken from season one of Star Trek. Tomorrow is yesterday, which has the Enterprise ending up in 1969 and trying to find a way to remove evidence of their arrival from local databases so as to not interfere with history. And what we see in this story is that Gary Seven and Miss Lincoln are kind of on the periphery of the story trying to make sure that things go well and that this doesn't go and become a catastrophe, but unable to reveal themselves to the crew of the Enterprise since the crew of the Enterprise hasn't met them yet. It's got a nice time travel element to it, but to be honest, you really have got to be a hardcore Star Trek fan to find this particularly interesting and be able to follow this. Though perhaps that's kind of the point of the book. Uh, issue three is My Name is Legion. And uh, essentially, they go undercover at a college with uh, Seven disguising himself as prof uh, professor and Lincoln going undercover as a student. Isis goes undercover as herself, spending most of her time as a cat, but also can pretend to be a student. And she is not recognized by Miss Lincoln when they meet. And we also meet Curtis, who's a war protester, but he's very thoughtful and nuanced, saying that he's opposed to the war, but he does support the troops. It's a nice sentiment. I don't know how many people held such a nuanced view back in 1968. I know that there was, certainly was that sentiment and people wanting to voice that sentiment in 2008, where the war most recently protested was the Iraq War, but he's a likable and nuanced character, and he and Miss Lincoln really interact, and they hit it off. And uh, then he is uh, kidnapped by the bad guys, which puts Gary and Miss Lincoln onto the path of the bad guys. And the bad guys kidnap Curtis for very vague reasons that seem more to do with plot convenience. The plot of the evil military people is revealed and exposed. Curtis is the highlight, and the story does have a touching epilogue where Isis and Miss Lincoln visit the Vietnam Memorial several years later after Curtis ended up going and dying. 
And we have met the enemy. Uh, essentially, Gary Seven and Miss Lincoln have to thwart an evasion of the planet by shape-shifting bug-eyed monsters. Um, I don't think it's much more complicated than that. It's not a bad story, but it is what it is. Fairly typical science fiction affair. Issue 5 is my favorite in the book, Too Many Presidents. And essentially, the what's revealed is that the Chinese have hatched a plot along with the Soviets to kidnap President Nixon when he goes to China and replace him with a double who will do their bidding. This is such a fun plot. It's really well realized, and there are some great scenes of uh, different versions of Nixon fighting. It's just a really fun story, and I liked it uh, quite a bit, and it's the highlight of the book. Then there is the story, Aha, uh-huh, which essentially involves Miss Lincoln using tricks from a magic shop to fool Isis. I guess that could be cute, but it just kind of feels out of left field and a weird little short, not connected to anything. Overall, I have mixed feelings on the book. John Byrne uh, does the art and he writes it, and it's actually not bad. The stories are about what you would expect from a science fiction series. Mostly typical science fiction fare. That's okay, but far from spectacular. I think this book could have been better. One thing that stands out as an obvious option would have been for Byrne to not tell five separate stories, but to do three of them. Do two two-parters and a one-parter. I think the Nixon story stood up pretty well on its own. But Brighter Than a Thousand Suns really had a lot going on. It was trying to be a mystery uh, and a story about this world-threatening technology, as well as being a story where Gary Seven falls in love. And you just really don't have time to feel a lot of that in this story. I think My Name is Legion could have been expanded as well. Uh, I thought Curtis being brought in the way that he was really felt like a plot contrivance to get our heroes to the solution. And I think that that could have worked and then just ditching the other two stories. What we end up is... Four stories, which really uh, are okay, but don't have time to really develop into anything particularly interesting. The TV pilot gave us very little impression of these characters. Gary Seven, in particular, seemed a bit cold and emotionally distant. And nothing in this story really developed either of their personalities other than Miss Lincoln's relationship to Curtis. So it's a really mixed bag. I think that I will give this book a rating of somewhat classy, with the caution that the more you're interested in Star Trek, the original series, and the more curious you are about the Assignment Earth concept, the more that you're going to enjoy this book. If you're not really interested in uh, the original series and you've never heard of Assignment Earth, I don't think that this book will do a whole lot for you. All right, well, that's all for now. If you do have a comment, send it to me, classycomicsguy at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at classycomicsguy. And be sure and rate the show on iTunes. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.